0: women had to get the best hunter provider gatherer that was how it had to be you die if you don't and you had to fuck the guy with the best genetics to give you the best chance for your offspring to survive
1: you're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women but want to be better men in general this is the come on man podcast and here's your host Paul Bauer. What's up everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come on, man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review. It actually helps more than you know. Actually, you probably know because I say this every damn week. So if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes or or whatever yet, please please take a moment and and do that and actually write out why you like the show. Um, that kind of stuff boosts us in the algorithm, especially on the, on the audio podcast charts. And it seems like the iTunes chart is the only chart that anyone pays attention to when it comes to podcasts. So do that. If you are watching on YouTube, please drop a comment. Uh, you could talk about my CM Punk shirt. You know, do you like CM Punk? Uh, what did you think about his run in the UFC? I thought it was garbage. <laughs> he, he really made uh pro wrestlers look, look retarded uh, with that run. So uh, comment about that. I don't care. Or you could talk about this episode, whatever. Uh, Speaking of this episode, before I get to that, I want to drop a shout out to the, to the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash come on man pod. Joining the Patreon actually helps support the show. There's five tiers available uh, the lowest tier is five bucks, which is like, you know, a cup of coffee at Starbucks or something like that. Right. Um, but each, each tier has better benefits, uh, but the lowest tier is like the least you could do. It's like, you know, skip a cup of coffee one day and and help support the show. Uh, and that, that just helps me keep this content going. Uh, helps me help more men. So if you think that's beneficial to other men, consider supporting the show with the Patreon. All right. This week, my guest is my brother, Luke. It's the Luke and Paul show again. So I had someone ask me if I had done an entire episode on hypergamy. Uh, And I hadn't, I hadn't done an entire episode on it. I mean, I talk about it occasionally. Really, I would say hypergamy is uh, Rolo Tomasi's bread and butter, right? (laughs) But people wanted my take on it. So I invited my, my, my brother, Luke back on uh, Luke from Bristol, England. And uh, we have a conversation about it. We talk about all the ins and outs uh, of the things that we know about hypergamy. I mean, it it can, it's a, it's pretty uh, detailed topic, but I think we pretty much cover all of it. So watch it through. If there's anything that you think we missed, let us know in the comments, but otherwise I think we, we were pretty comprehensive about it. Um, So without further ado, I will bring you that conversation right after these words. Do you normally follow me on TikTok? I'm guessing you haven't seen me for a while. That's because I've been battling a crushing shadow ban. And I also have an account warning. As most of you know, I got banned over a year ago and it's been a struggle getting back to where I was. And these shadow bans aren't helping. To try to save this account, I've put my TikTok on private and I'm taking a break from TikTok until November. I've even deleted the app. If you want to see my usual short-form content, then please follow me on Instagram. The link is in the description. Again, follow me on Instagram. Also, so TikTok can't pull an Andrew Tate on me, I'm asking people to subscribe to my email list. If you do, I'll give you some cool stickers, free of charge, with postage paid. I'll put the link in the description for that too, but you can sign up at list.comeonmanpod.com. That's L-I-S-T.comonmanpod com get some cool stickers and here's the show. All right returning to the podcast is my brother from Bristol. you know him as authentic purpose on Instagram. It's Luke. What's going on Luke it's been a a whole week since I recorded a podcast with you. <laughs> what's, what, what's new with you?
0: It's been a long time. um I am enjoying uh, so I've got I get the school holidays because I work in the education industry um, so I'm getting like nine hours sleep. I'm also enjoying the ladies in my life right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much what's going on right now.
1: Nice. You, uh, you know, it's one thing. Uh, I was just thinking about this um, and your rotation and and you know dating with rotations. Anyway, uh, I f- just recently finished Grant Cardone's "Sell or Be Sold" book, and he was talking about how um, salesmen get upset when they blow a sale and he's like you're not upset that you blew a sale you're upset that you didn't keep your pipeline full because if your pipeline was full of prospects you'd probably be grateful that you didn't have to deal with this one person anymore because you have all these other prospects that you're trying to get work through and the same thing goes with dating that's well, why having a rotation of women makes dating so much easier because if one you know you know goes away it's like well <laughs> okay, that makes life easier. Now I only have three to deal with. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And then you've got more time to do the things that you want to do. You know, more time for me to go for walks in the woods, more time for me to spend in the gym, more time for me to make videos for authentic purpose, right? It's more me time. Yeah. yeah. I want more of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's uh, You know, honestly, so I've been exclusive with, uh, with Nurse Chick for almost a year and a half now, and mm. I have no me time anymore because well, I, I do. I have uh, one night a week basically. Uh, but she basically comes and stays with me, uh, on the weeks that, that neither of us have kids. She'll come up, she'll come up on Friday and stay with me until Thursday morning. And then I have Thursday night where I don't have my kids or nurse chick here. And like, I'm like, Oh great. Now I can actually edit videos and stuff like that. And yeah it's like, I, I, I missed that me time a little bit, but I still get one, one day a week. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah.
1: it's, it's a good problem
0: to have. It's a good problem to have. It is. And I mean, unfortunately, a lot of guys will never know what that feels like. And that's, that's a sad reality. And those are the guys in the comments saying, oh, hypergamy, bro. There will always be a bigger fish. Well, if your pipeline is full, right. If your rotation is full, you ain't afraid of anything. Uh-huh. And nobody, because it's not socially acceptable really to date around like we do, is it? Like societally, don't, most guys won't do, even high value guys don't do this. Mm-hmm. So they will always be most, most 99% of guys, 97% will be coming in from a place of need, yeah. coming in from a place of this is my only option. So you're like, oh, yeah. I take it or leave it like you just chill and you you honestly always see yourself as the prize when you've got abundance in your life you always see yourself as the prize, and you are always thinking is this girl is she my best option i never think am i her best option i know i'm her best option yeah i'm pretty certain that most of my girls are not seeing anyone else
1: yeah yeah, and, that's, that's, to and that's that's the kind of frame you want to be in. Definitely. And, and that actually is a, is a really good segue. Cause that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about hypergamy. I had a guy uh, hit me up in the comments asking if I had done an entire episode on hypergamy yet. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I mean, we talk, we talk about it. We, it's like almost in passing, but I hadn't done a whole episode. And I was like, you know what? It would be really good to have this discussion with my boy Luke. Yeah. Um so, Luke, you mentioned hypergamy already. This is the the theme of the show. What do you know about hypergamy?
0: So I like Christopher Canwell's uh, expression of that. Is He really made it simple. You know, women always date up. Now, mm-hmm. that can mean different things in different contexts, right? If it's a fucking the nurse... She will marry
1: the doctor. Of course, she will. You know, uh-huh. that's her. Or the best. podcast host. But let's well, not talk about marriage. Let's like, let's not ah. get a hell of ourselves. Let's- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the
0: clapping might have distracted the noise there. Yeah. So yeah, or or a podcast host. Um. Right. The secretary. She will marry the boss. Right. And that's absolutely fair. Um. It's ab- And it's always the way it's been throughout years of evolution. You know, when when we were all out in the wild, women had to get the best hunter provider gatherer. That was how it had to be. You die if you don't. And you had to fuck the guy with the best genetics to give you the best chance for your offspring to survive. Mm-hmm. that's it and you know and to be honest and it's not there's nothing mean or unfair that's survival survival of the fittest it's always been that way and also you know it's the same with you though i mean it's not the same but mm-hmm. we have a very harsh mating strategy too our mating strategy is savage as well like yeah. there's nothing wrong with that that is nature it's not selfish bro because it's it's hardwired in us from thousands and thousands of thousands of years ago from when we were literally, you would get killed by a fucking saber tooth tiger if she chose the wrong one. Yeah. So she can't have some guy with all these tips and tricks. You know, if that guy who's, you know, standing in the right body position and, you know, saying a bunch of lines that he learned from a carving on the wall, for example, the guy, you know, she cannot be saddled with a, with a, with a fake. Yeah. So it's so important to a woman's existential fit is to be saddled with a beta male. Because she'll die and her DNA will die. There's yeah. nothing wrong. And and a lot of women, healthy women will admit that that's exactly right, that they are looking for the very best they can get. And why the fuck shouldn't they? They will die if they don't have the right, the right man to protect them and give them a healthy offspring and look after them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rolo says it really well that women want a guy that just gets it, like a natural alpha male type. They don't want... They don't want a guy that's had to learn how to do this stuff. No. now, th- so that's that's one of the reasons why you don't talk to women about game, you know, yeah. is because they're like, oh, this guy actually had to learn this stuff. He didn't just he wasn't just now na- naturally my best option. Like he had to learn to become this option and and yeah. and either consciously or subconsciously, women. Don't like that. That's one of the reasons why you shouldn't ask women for dating advice because a part of their monkey brain says, Hey, this guy doesn't get it. Why should I help this guy? Because I have have to think of the sisterhood here, you know.
0: They always, you know, they I mean, you know, imagine, you know, you're a woman, you're trying to get the best option you can get. And and that is the man that is usually is the man who's in highest demand. Now, would a guy who's in really fucking high demand with women who shows it with his actions. You never say it with your words. You go, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm the man with the options and my dick is 8.3. You know, you don't fucking say that shit. You imply it with your actions. Would that guy, would Brad Pitt need to go and ask dating advice? Would, would Brad Pitt you know, go and ask a woman for dating advice? No, he wouldn't because he's mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. You know, would Brad Pitt need to learn from a fucking book or Jason Momoa? No. And even if they did, they would never tell you that.
1: Mm-hmm. you know
0: a magician should never show you how the trick is done because that breaks the magic now all these little soy boys in three percent man who are going and showing mummy that they you know here's my book mummy you know like you guys have got issues masculinity <laughs> it's okay if you've already won her over and like fucked her a bunch of times and yeah. you've already taken her out on great dates and or, she's seen you handle stuff
1: i was gonna say or she internet stalked you and found out you ran a men's podcast (laughs) that's what like nurse chick uh she basically like did her research on me from the beginning knew i did this started following me on tiktok and stuff like i couldn't hide that shit from her so yeah she knows the game but she also uh thinks that i play the game very well so
0: yeah yeah okay surfer chick found out as well surfer chick found she saw what i've been doing she saw she she saw over my shoulder while i was doing my posts for warriors quest dating she's like oh yeah. You give dating advice to men. Like, that's great. Do you know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. great. But I didn't go into, you know, by this point, right. She has had what, how many dates have you, I, I don't even know a couple, we've had some dates, right? Yeah. She's got and some I'm, investment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going on a trip. We're going on a trip together. So it's like, she's so, you know, I mean, she's, she has seen me do my thing. She has seen me on the beach with all the girls gawping at my abs She's seen like all the girls in the group going crazy for me. She's seen all the guys responding positively to me and, you know, in some cases trying to get my approval. And I, and fair enough, that's fine. Like, no disrespect, you know, when when the when you know what I mean? Like she's seen me alpha the fuck up. She's seen me talk to everyone in public. She's been on dates with me and she's experienced it now. She's felt it. She knows I'm the shit. So now if she did find out that I read books about women like she, you know i mean it's it's not like oh oh you know what i mean like she's experienced it she's seen me you know that deal with difficult situations like you know when like a car would like cut in this close at like 70 miles per hour and i was like huh that's funny yeah you know yeah what i mean yeah she knows yeah she knows i the shit but you know she's it's fully the-
1: It's the actions that that led her to that, not you explaining like, well, I know this because women's nature, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. (laughs) If she sees, if she finds out now that I learned that in a book, it doesn't matter because I've already shown it. And and all the other girls think I'm the shit too. And the entire surf group, they're all obsessed with me. Even if they don't fancy me, they know innately that they have to kind of like be in my clan to be accepted by the group. So it's like, you know, they've seen it, they've experienced it. So at this point in time, if she finds out, it's not the end of the world, but you sure as fuck don't tell that to anyone who's not fully hooked on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Discovery uh, trumps disclosure in, in that case, for sure. So uh, so get back to hypergamy. Uh, so the definition I I found on the internet is the action of marrying or forming a sexual relationship with a person of a superior sociological or educational background. Why do you think some guys think this is bad? (laughs) Um, They think it's bad because they think
0: that there is one definition of what the alpha male is. And they think that there's like one universal based uh, principle of what the alpha male is. What they don't realize is that in each context, the alpha changes. So, yes, if you've got a good physique, it's going to add in your favor. Yes, if you're stylish, like, like me and you, it's gonna, it's gonna, I got,
1: that, I got that country style, but I also live in cow country. So,
0: but it fits. <laughs> it yeah. fits your vibe, you're very congruent with it, right? Yeah. You know, yes, having a good facial hair, yes, having a good jawline, yes, having an abs, you know, yes, having a higher income is going to help you to some degree, if you know how to use it. Not much, not by much, because I live in my mama's basement. Let us all know that right now. I'm pimping for a mama's basement. Yes, status is, so status is big. Now, mm-hmm. that could be any, in any context, that could change, right? If you walk in, if I walk in with a suit to a fucking metal gig, am I still going to have high status? No, I'm not, right? If I go to the fucking chess club, it's probably going to be some really fat dork, no offense, who's going to be the alpha, and that guy's going to be fucking all the hotties, so what they don't realize is that it's not just money, bro. And it's not just looks, bro. And it changes as to what, what place you go into mm-hmm. because it's what they value. You know, if you're in a motorbike gang, it's going to be the, the motorbike alpha now he could be living in mama's basement he could have you know have two ex-wives living upstairs or whatever like that guy could be in the shit he could be fucking homeless but if he's a good biker and all the other bikers like him Mm -hmm. he is now the alpha so people are afraid that there's some universal definition of what the alpha male is that's gonna fuck it all up for them
1: yeah it's usually it's like i would say it's like it's status over money And, and and like in your your surfer social group You get, there's, there's homeless fucking surfers that live in their vans and shit like that. But if you're like the head guy in the group, like, uh, uh, was it Bodie from point break, you know, like dude's got status in that group.
0: He is the state, the, the, the leader of that group. And what I've noticed is I'd say I'm a nine in terms of pretty much almost everything in terms of, you're
1: selling yourself too. I'm selling
0: myself short, but like, looks wise, (laughs) I would say that looks wise, I would give myself a nine out of 10. Mm -hmm. Like realistically, I'm pretty hot, but I'm, I'm, I'll I'll give myself a nine out of 10. Now in that context, I can pull tens because I'm the alpha of the group. Mm -hmm. That means all girls that go in there, no matter how good looking they are, they have to flirt with me, even Mm -hmm. if they don't fancy me. They're kind of, it's almost like there's a contract that they have to like me because I'm the alpha of the group. Mm -hmm. So it depends what they value. Surfers like guys who can surf. Yeah. Yeah, I've got good game. Yes, I've got abs. Yes, I can play guitar. And so that's the atmosphere that surfers like. That's what surfer girls value. Now, in like a yoga group, it will be something else. In yeah. like a chess group, it'll be something else. In like a fucking d d group, they're going to value a guy who's a bit more of a, you know, a bit more nerdy. Like it's different in every group. Like if you put a bodybuilder in a fucking d d group, They'd be like, who the fuck are you? Get yeah. the fuck out of here. So it's what people value. Now, there is some truth that, you know, yes, the guy with the bigger muscles and yes, the guy with the best, you know, if you, yes, if you have more muscles, money, game and status, it's, it's going to help you. Yes. But at the end of the day, most people only have a few of those things, right? Right. So mm-hmm. if you've got like even three of those things, do you know what I mean? So it, it is contextual. Yeah. Yes. You know, it is going to help you to have more of those things, but it it, it truly depends on the context. It truly yeah. depends on what that girl really values.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of guys that think that uh, it's all money, right? Like oh, women only care about money. And that's like, well, it's easy to weed those women out when you start off dating by keeping first dates, low investment, you know, mm. you, then it's like, you know the chicks into you not just for money. You know she's into it for your personality, your charm, and your status, your body language, how you carry yourself, and stuff like that. Yeah. And then the women that like don't want to accept, you know, low investment drinks. Well, you know those ones are about money, and you just move on. It's like it's not that hard to figure this stuff out. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah, and they they all value different things. They yeah. all value, but I I find that masculine traits, masculine traits is every it trumps everything yeah. i mean, I know loads of wealthy guys who are getting friend zoned all the time
1: yeah because they might be great at business but wh- around women they're they're fucking simps and they put women on pedestals and they're needy as fuck you know this it's like um you you brought up brad pitt not needing dating advice and stuff like that but look at like will smith will smith uh i mean when he was in like the movie independence day right like chicks were like fawning all over him when i was in high yeah. school and uh but he's a total beta Total beta. so it's not just money it's not just fame and stuff like that there's other there's other oh things. He's
0: got, he has got everything that you should need right so yeah. what is it right so uh, that this is brilliant this is brilliant because I, I was just gonna say that him and Jason Statham, apart from the obvious thing apart from the fact that one's black and one's white they're about the same height they're mm-hmm. about the same age they're both pretty muscular and they've both got huge status and prestige one of them, his wife loves the fuck out of him. And it's like ride or die. She's even taller than him. Mm. Jason Statham's wife is taller than him.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: She loves the shit out of him. Like, literally, she knows that if she loses him, like every other woman is going to try and fuck him. Yeah. And then Will Smith, pretty much the same height. Pretty much the same. They're both the same age. They're both 53. Mm-hmm. They're both fucking ripped. They're both really high status actors. They both have about the same amount of money. Yeah, his wife disrespects him and cheats on. It's the way that they see themselves mm-hmm. that is the difference between a high quality guy and a low quality guy. Because that will determine the actions. Your beliefs about yourself will determine the actions that you take, and everything is cause and effect.
1: Yeah, really well said. Um, getting back to uh to hypergamy, um, Rolo Tomasi, who's I mean, he's probably the Biggest person that brought hypergamy to the limelight, right? It's all—it's always been around. Like it's not like Rolo invented this. It's yeah. you know he just presented it in such a way that it sort of gained mainstream uh, attention. Uh, but he describes hypergamy as being dualistic, right? So you know alpha seed, beta need, uh, alpha yeah. fucks, beta bucks. You know, however you want to say it. Um, <laughs> so knowing that women want to sleep with you know the alpha right that's where the alpha c comes from those are guys that women want to have sex with but women will also they are also attracted to guys that are nurturers and providers they don't necessarily want to fuck those guys but they will settle down with those guys and like marry them yes so so like they are attracted in that sense but not in a sexual sense So that, and I think that's another thing that guys like can't stand. They're like, Oh, these women, they'll, they'll settle down with you, but then they'll go fuck someone else. But that's because you're being a beta. You're the beta in that situation. So knowing that women have this dualistic mating strategy, um, how can guys take advantage of knowing that?
0: Okay. So they need to every day, they need to practice masculine traits Mm
1: -hmm.
0: masculine traits you need to build a masculine body okay you not necessarily if you can build at work on a masculine body get a masculine fucking beard get a fucking masculine hairstyle whatever right be the fucking guy that women want to fuck Mm -hmm. and stay that guy and don't do it to get laid do it because it feels great i love looking in the mirror and seeing some fucking hardcore stud with abs looking back at me that's the guy women want to fuck.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: when I learned in 2019 what it meant to be an alpha male, I you know, I, I had this fucking, you know, baby face. I was a little bit slightly podgy at the time. I like I wasn't like it wasn't I didn't have this jawline, right? I was somewhat ripped. I, you know, I, I was that I was straight onto the fucking ketogenic diet. Like I was straight into fucking, you know, like cut bread out, cut sugar out. When I realized that physique is important, it's not the only thing. And I practice alpha male techniques. Now, you will know if you are her alpha fucks or her beta bucks. Ideally, in the long run, she ideally, she wants someone who can be both. But women yeah. with low self-esteem don't believe they can get that. So what they'll do is they'll get somebody who's got the good genetics, and then they'll trick some other guy, Mr. Beta Bucks guy, into they will probably fuck him on like the 12th date, same night that they fucked... Chad or tyrone or or fucking you know some some alpha stud guy, yeah, then Luke. they'll pretend then they will pretend that it's that guy's kid because they know that that guy's got no other options, and he's gonna fucking bounce, right yeah you set boundaries, you show that you have other options, you don't tolerate bad behavior, you stand your ground. You're not afraid to disagree with her or offend her if she's if she's out of line or like do you know what I mean? If she says, "Oh, that looks disgusting," you're like, "No, it's fucking brilliant," and mm-hmm. I'm going to keep ordering this shit. Yeah.
1: Do you know what
0: I'm saying? You stand in your masculinity. You show you're not afraid to lose her. If she doesn't fuck you within three dates, you're her beta box.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so yeah, that's what I was going to say next. You said you'll you'll know you'll know how to tell which category she's put you in. And it's basically, it comes down to, will she fuck you or not? And, and even if you're married, if your wife is not consistently like having sex with you, that is a barometer of how well your relationship is and how she sees you. Cause if she doesn't want to do it all the time, she's giving you the headache excuse and stuff like that. You know what? She's, she's not attracted to you anymore. And I think, and a lot of guys are like, well, sex isn't the only thing that's usually something a beta would say, but But honestly, really, you have two options, right? You can be a little bit of both, be her alpha, you know, be sexual with her and and be someone that she wants to fuck and be a nurturing type of guy, or you have to be the Chad. That's it. Those are your two options. Because if you try to be the beta guy, all guys want to fuck at the end of the day. Like that's, that's our mating strategy. We're trying to fuck all the time. And if in guys that, that try to delude themselves saying they don't, uh, they're just miserable. They're miserable in life because they're not they're not getting any. And yeah. so, really, like what? Like listen to me now and believe me later. Your only options are to be both the you know Chad and the nurturer, or just the Chad. Those are your options for sex. And and otherwise, yeah, hypergamy is going to kick in, and she's going to leave, or she's going to fuck someone else. Man, like that's just <laughs> that's nature, you yeah. know. So, yeah, but knowing that you can implement this stuff and learn how to be both or be the chat you know that's the advantage the way the way that so that's
0: absolutely correct that is that is down to a t so she will be fucking you and she will be in her feminine all the time she won't be arguing with you and disagreeing with you on stuff Mm -hmm. only playfully she might playfully test you by going, oh, yeah, that shirt's a bit gross, isn't it? And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, but granny knitted it for me when she was in her wheelchair. So I must wear it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Or something. You know what I'm saying? She'll playfully fuck with you, but it's all coming from she'll be in her feminine. You know, if you say my back's hurting, could you give me a massage? She'll be like, oh, yes, yes, I could. Like, she will want to please you. She will want to be doing things for you. She will want to be cooking for you. She will want to follow your lead. She will want to be in your frame. When you say, hey, I've got an idea. Well, let's go do this. She will go, yes, I would love to do this. If she's not in her feminine, if she's being bitchy, moody, she's resisting you, yes, Congratulations, you are now Mr. Beta Bucks. Either that or you've done something wrong and you need to fix it. But I, that shit never happens to me. Yeah. That shit never happens. I never have people being bitchy or rude to me. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. Women want to fuck me all the time.
1: Yeah. And that's where you want to be. I mean, because if you, if you end up as the beta, Right. Like some guys might be like, well, what's wrong with being the beta? I mean, I'll be the guy that <laughs> she settles down with. But it's like what happens is you, you, you get no sex, but you get all the responsibility, right? Like you got to yeah. take care of her kids. You got to take care of like all of her needs and shit like that. None of your needs are going to met. Mm. And there, there's there's no benefit. There's zero benefit for you to, to be like, yeah, I'm cool with the beta rule. Like there, yeah. there's no benefit there. Um, one thing also I want to point out as an advantage now that you like, now that guys know that, okay, women have a dualistic mating strategy, the alpha seed beta need type thing and women only date up, right? This is hypergamy we're talking about. Um, one thing that guys can implement today is dread game. Now, now, um, Christopher Canwell in, in his book, you already mentioned Christopher Canwell in atomic attraction, which is like. You know, one of my Holy Trinity books. I love that book. but at the near the end of that book, he t- he starts talking about dark triad traits, starts to talk about dread game, starts giving guys like tricks that they could do, like, oh, spray women's perfume on you to make her jealous and stuff like that stuff's bullshit, right? Like real yeah. honest, good dread game. um, and I learned this from Ryan Stone talking with Ryan Stone is working on yourself, yes, right? right? if you if you go out, and you go and and you're going to the gym every day, you're starting to look good, you're starting to wear like clothes that fit that that look good on you. Um, you start working hard at work, you start getting a raise, start making more money. Um, what do you think is uh more of a an effective method of dread game? Um, spraying woman's perfume on you to try to make her jealous, or being the guy that when you're at the restaurant with her, that the waitress is flirting with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you you need to be the guy that the waitress is is flying with and, and you need to be reinventing your style and always getting new accessories and not going, "Oh, look, mom, I've bought new shoes." No, just fucking get new shoes, yeah. really cool ones,
1: and just show up like it ain't shit. And be, oh yeah, didn't notice that. Yeah, because that. because a lot of guys are like, "Oh, there's always a bigger fish, there's always a better guy." Well, your woman doesn't just think like that. You nope. know, your woman is looking at at, oh, all these other chicks are flirting with you. He must be my best option. I'm with him. He's my best option. That's how women think. It's not, oh, I'm just with this guy until the next guy comes along. That's not how it works.
0: No, this is the thing. You you guys have got it all wrong because us as men, we want to fucking try all the flavors. We want to spread our seed far and wide. They don't. They just want the best quality they can get. Now, if she's chosen you, If she is having sex with you consistently and being in her feminine with you, that means she has decided you are her best option. And that means in many cases that she has now let go of all the other options. If she's really committing to you and she's blowing up your phone, right? You know, if she's going days and days and days without messaging you, there's another guy in the picture. But if she's really all up in your DMs, she's all over you, she's in her feminine with you, she's having sex with you, she's cooking for you, she's doing everything to be, you know, like totally in your always
1: wants your presence. Yeah.
0: Yes. That means you are her best option. Once she's decided you're her best option, she will not be looking at other guys. Yeah, she will not be looking around at other guys especially if she is wifey material if she's if she's if she's long-term relationship material she will she'll leave you when she's when she wants you fucked up she won't go and cheat with someone else and also she you know once she's decided she, that you're the best option it doesn't matter who else turns up it, it doesn't she's once she's hooked on you they can only really get hooked on really truly hooked on like one person. They don't get hooked on multiple people like we do. Mm-hmm. Like once they've decided it's the best one and once she's truly emotionally hooked on you and falling in love with you, doesn't matter who's going to turn up. Doesn't matter. And yeah. if she is the kind of guy who would girl that would do that shit, then she's she's not a quality woman. She's not a respectful woman.
1: Yeah, I, I want to add to that. Um you know, one thing that I I I learned from Atomic Attraction, also and also reading, you know, Rollo's work and uh, David Buss's, uh, you know, the uh, was it Evolution of Attraction exactly. or something? I can't remember the name of his book. Um, but it, it's it's all evolutionary psychology stuff, right? Like women are security seeking creatures. They're they're like like we are the ones that are out trying to trying to fuck everything in existence. Women that's not in their nature to do that. Like some women will do that, but but most women are trying to lock a guy down and because they want that security, right? Yeah. That's the that's the beta need part of the equation. And so that's why I say like, if, if your goal is to have a long-term relationship, then you need to be both. You need to be both the alpha seed and beta need. And and if your goal is to just spin plates forever, all you need is to be the chat. That's it. Yeah.
0: And the thing is, the thing is you should always, no matter what your intention is, you should always start off as the fun guy. well benny calls it the fun guy and even when you lock it down for a relationship you're still the fun guy yeah yeah go a little bit more deeper with her you're gonna have a few deeper conversations you're going to be the whole experience of a human being but it's not it's none of it's beta it's 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 all like just the full rounded version of yourself the full experience of your character yeah that's what happens
1: yeah. And I think um, and a lot of guys, and I'm guilty of this too in my past. That's how I ended up here. That's how a lot of us ended up in this space. Is yeah. uh what happens is like you are you start off as the the alpha guy. You start off yeah. as like her best possible option. You're attractive, she wants to bang. That's why like relationships are really hot in the beginning, right? And you're doing fun stuff with her, you're taking her on dates, you're flirting with her, you're you're uh seducing her all the time, you know. Um but then you get into that long-term relationship and then you guys relax. You get complacent. You're like, oh, let's just watch Netflix and you know, let's watch football on Sunday. You stop being the guy that's trying to to seduce her all the time. And you're just like, Oh, we're basically glorified roommates. And then she gets bored with that. Like women, like you could be anything to a woman, but you cannot be boring. And women will get bored with that. They'll see that you're not her best option and they will start looking around. And so as long as you stay that fun guy from the, that you were in the beginning, like you can keep this going long-term.
0: Yeah. Cause thing is in the beginning you were doing everything right. She was hooked on you. She, if she's a low caliber woman, if she's a low vibe, um, low caliber woman, yes, she will start looking at other options if you fuck up. Mm -hmm. Whereas a higher caliber woman, if you've screened her properly, a better quality woman better will break off with you first. And then she'll go and explore other options. Right. Mm -hmm. But that shit, you shouldn't have, if you're doing your job correctly, you shouldn't be afraid of any other guy. If, you are doing your job correctly and you're continuing to take her out and date her. Now, what happens if, right? Okay, everything's good at first. You know, you're out doing hobbies because everybody, when they're single, they, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I've gone back to the, women do this too. They're like, oh yeah, I've gone back to the gym. Oh yeah, living my best life. Oh, you know, single. And they're like posting on social media. They're like going to theme parks. They're going to fucking, you know, amazing. They'll go traveling. They'll fucking join a hiking club. They'll they just be living their best life. And then it's like, Okay, they met a seven. Now, the next thing you know, they go quiet. You see a picture of them where they've been tagged and they're fat. You know, they're out of shape. You're boring. You're just mundane. And what that tells the woman is, he is not the alpha I thought he was. He did that to get me. Yeah. You did that to get the girl, motherfucker. Whereas me... I'm like that all the fucking time. In fact, I work out more. I told you last week, didn't I? I've actually figured that one out now, that the whole energy thing. But I work out more when I'm with a woman. I work out more. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you should. Yeah, and and also, I mean, working out, I mean, we already talked about it as as a as a method of drag game. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of guys will do it to try to keep the girl, but really you should be doing it because it makes you a better person. That's another thing about hypergamy that a lot of guys don't think about is if you really think about it, hypergamy makes us better men. It does. If you're, if you realize, um, how it works, how a woman's mind works and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to fucking work on myself and level up and be the best fucking guy out there. Like women are just drawn to that and you don't even have like, you know, you don't have to, uh, work as hard to get women or get laid or whatever.
0: It's like a hot knife cutting through butter. It's like, Oh shit. So you're telling me that I have to have the dream body that I have to have the most cool fucking stylish closet that I've ever had in my life, mm-hmm. that I need to be really high vibration and feel good every day and take care of myself, and that I have to be the alpha of all my circles, uh, social circles where everybody's fucking cool with me all the time and everybody's trying to get in my good books by giving me things all the fucking time and I'm having the best fucking time of my life. You're telling me I have to fuck you.
1: Why do I have to have a great life? <laughs> that's what that's what the guys in the comments are like oh it's just not worth it like that's what you sound like right now like oh yeah, you're yeah, telling but- me i actually have to do something i can't just yeah. you know eat fucking like, potato chips on the couch and watch football but it's, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's I mean, amazing it's amazing like, it's like when you go you know, and live like that <laughs> the way i the way i look at it i was like no you, you don't have to do that but i mean what do you want in life are you do you, you want to get laid because if you <laughs> want you know if, like if you want a relationship with a chick where you got consistent sex and stuff like that then yeah you have to do this stuff like you have to
0: but it it feels great like when you go out and you live your best life and you you get in great shape and you you know get great style and you become a really high status guy the whole world steps aside for you Mm -hmm. a man in his full you know how like a woman in her full feminine is cherished is worshipped well what do you think a man in his full masculine gets the whole world steps aside and fucking really opens up to you. Yeah. Yeah. You, whole, you,
1: you definitely have more opportunities. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure.
0: And like uh, dudes respect you as
1: well. Yeah. Like
0: everybody loves you when you're in your full masculine
1: life is just better. Um, So talking about, uh, get back to hypergamy again. Some guys <laughs> I notice, they think that the idea of a hypergamous woman is new. Like, it came with the rise of fe- feminism. I hear it all the time in the comments. They're like, "Oh well, you you know what you, the what you're talking about is like way gone. That's never going to happen again because of these hypergamous women these days." It's like, uh, they've always been there. It's uh, it's uh, it's a part of evolutionary psychology. Yeah, it's, yeah, they have. It's um, it's probably more prevalent now because basically, uh, you know, one of the things that Rollo teaches us is that you know a lot of our traditional values, our traditional roles and stuff like that, uh, you know, sort of restricting women's rights and stuff like that. Sort of a lot of that was to put a lid on hypergamy because like the ancients knew how bad it can get if you just let it go unchecked. And we've just sort of, you know, with the sexual revolution have like undid the chains and women, you know, the, the, the rise of divorce has gone up, um, exactly on pace with the rise of uh, uh, what's it called um, birth control pills. Uh, Rollo's got a whole chart on it. it's amazing it it's it's gone up exactly the same amount and yeah. it's a lot of it's because women when they are taking birth control pills, they are their minds are telling them that they're pregnant, right? Like their bodies are telling them that they're pregnant and when when women act pregnant, they start looking for betas right and so then all these women um will get with these guys that are betas and society also teaches men to be beta and then when the women start getting off the birth control they're like disgusted by the guy they're with and it's like yeah. it's because their minds waking up and they realize like their their monkey brains are like oh this guy's a fucking beta i need an alpha to fuck you know yeah. to really get pregnant with and that's a part of our problem but the hypergamous nature of women has always been there
0: Oh, it's always been there. And and it's still the same world. Like, I I can't remember who was it? Was it somebody told me recently, they were like, people say, Oh, yeah, in the 50s, it was easier. No, it wasn't. Every guy was fucking alpha as fuck in the 50s. That was not like it. it, Right now, there's like, literally not many alpha guys. And most of them, I see a lot of them walking around like the gym and stuff. They've got no game. They will go up and say, Hi, how are you? I've looked at remember Sabrina's
1: Tinder. Most of them like, Hey, gorgeous. Like, just, just for the, for the, for the people listening, Sabrina's, uh, Benny Lichtenwalter, our dating coach friends, uh wife. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> we did it. We did an experiment last summer where we looked at her DMS and there was literally hundreds of very good looking muscular high status guys just going, hi,
1: how are you? Hey, oh, gorgeous. you're talking about the, the dating app, uh, experiment yeah. at the yeah. uh, retreat last year. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was. Such an eye-opening uh, experience for me, just seeing how women use dating apps, how inundated they get with guys in their yeah. inbox, and how just to, basically women use uh, dating apps to filter out the trash. Yeah, and so they're just looking at people's messages through the uh, the preview frame in the inbox, and if you can't hook them in like seven seven words or less, like you're you have no chance.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but it but it's always been that way. It always was, and it always will be. So yeah, okay, the millionaire from the yacht now can fucking message your girl on Instagram, but she's not into that guy. You're the guy who's hooked her emotionally. Guess what the millionaire says? Hey, gorgeous, how are you? Mm -hmm. Boring. Like, girls I'm dating, they regularly tell me about rich guys DMing them all the time. Yeah, They're not interested. They're not like, oh yeah, professional athletes. Again, but a lot of those guys, like, are they going to have the same game that we've got? Have they studied the material the way we, well, maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Yeah. At the end of the day, throughout history, women have always fucked alpha males and they still do. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether, you know, it's not like, you know, a, a quality balanced woman, you know, who's very rational. She's not going to like, if you earn 50K, she's not going to run off and fuck the guy who earns 51K. Right. <laughs> women don't even really think about that stuff.
1: Yeah, they basically are like, oh, what's what's his lifestyle like? They want the lifestyle now. And now, like you said, uh, rich guys. I just I just did a a a video about this on Instagram and TikTok, but it I basically said like, you can have the greatest dating app profile in the world. You can have the greatest social media presence in the world. You can be a six foot three fucking Adonis, and cold approach chicks, right? But if you don't have good game, if you don't have a good sales skills to be able to close on numbers, to be able to close on setting a date, you're going to get friend zoned, you know? So it's, it's the richness and like, you know, your fucking yacht is, you know, women will be happy to go on your yacht and let you fucking like pay millions of dollars to take them to Tahiti and shit like that. And never fuck you. If you don't have the game to escalate, you know? So. It's a free holiday.
0: It's a free holiday. And a, a lot of them turn that stuff down. A lot of them do. Um yeah. I, you know, as I say, I've spoken to girls who who've had messages from those guys and they've turned them all down. Yeah. But not this, not this. It's their experience of you. Right. Can you give them the masculine energy that they don't have in their life? Okay. Let's let's flip the roles right for now, okay? Imagine you've got a there's a fat five and a half, right? A fat five and a half who is she's got the lifestyle you want she's got the yacht she's got the house by the ocean she's got the golf course if that's what you're into or the surf beach if that's what i'm into then you've got the other girl who lives with her parents right but who's really feminine who has yeah. got that feminine energy that you want who is like receptive to your frame and who's like vibes on your frequency shares the values that you value and you really, you re- the two of you really connect amazingly instantly. And you know, you're like, Oh, I've had an idea. Let's go do such and such. She's like, yeah, let's go do such and such. Yeah. It's like, let's, let's book a city break in Denver and and go and check out blood. She's like, yeah, let's do that. And this girl supports you. She's with you and she's bringing the flavor of feminine energy that you really, really, really want.
1: Which girl are you going to choose? Well, see that's, that's a, that sort of brings me to a, another point though is, uh, uh, women, you'll see women say that men are hypergamous too. Like women, like men are always trying to go for their best possible option, and that's not the case. Um, no. I found a tweet from Rolo from 2020 that says, uh, "Only women are hypergamous. Hypergamy is the effect of women's innate mating strategy. Men and women have different mating strategies that are antagonistic. And if you think about it, a guy, a, a girl that's like that's a five that is like rich as fuck." And and then there's a girl that's living in in a uh, let's say a tiny house and uh, but she's hot as hell. Guys are going to go for the hot as hell one. They don't give a shit about they don't give a shit about money. They don't give a shit about the status and stuff like that. And and they'll go with the chick that's hot first because yep. we're visual. And then they'll we'll look at personality second. But like so, hypergamy has nothing to do with it you know, like yeah. for men,
0: it's just, no, not it doesn't, existent. it doesn't, but it's the experience of the woman that we want. We want that feminine energy. Yeah. We want now
1: we, we do. I, I will. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like we want that feminine energy woman. Cause that boss bitch that's got a yacht and stuff like that. She's probably really in her masculine, but yeah. first things first, we're looking at looks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the girl, the girl who lives in the tiny house. Oh yeah. she's hot. She's okay. hot. And yeah. she's full of feminine energy. You're yeah. going to go for that. But it, it's, the same. it's the same with women. Women like now, Lewis gives this lovely argument, which actually validates his his position in life, which mm-hmm. is lovely. Uh, Lewis, Sa- Lewis Sanderson for the guy. Yeah. I, I get what he's saying. And there's some, tr- there's some truth in what he's saying. He says they'll go for the guy that has all of it. So, for example, you know, it's like for me, you know, I've got like... Um, let's just say for the sake of it, I've got very good game. I've got the looks, I've got the game, I've got the status. Now he's, and, and I, 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 you know, I, I live within my means. So I've always got enough money to do what I want to do, but I'm not rich or any of that. Lewis is saying that if there's some other guy comes along, who's got the looks, the game, the status and the money, they're going to take that guy. Yeah. Okay. Let's have a look at that. So yes, potentially, but that would need to be a guy who fits her blueprint of what life is. So only 10% of, of women are going to be into that guy, right? The same way that 10% of women are going to be into me and into you,
1: right? Yeah. So
0: yes, if it fits her genetic blueprint. Yeah, and it also and-
1: it, it also comes down to other factors like we already talked about, you know, like if other women think that you're attract uh, attractive and they're hitting on you all the time, like That's a factor that she's thinking about, not just this guy has the full package.
0: Exactly, exactly. And so most men will have really high on one, but not very high on the other. I've got ridiculously high on three out of four. And my four, given that I live very well within my means, my money goes a long way. I've got a lot more money than most guys at the end of the month because I live a very simple lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can provide that lifestyle, but here's what well, here's what here's the point as well. I mean, you were just saying, yes, yeah, status pretty much trumps everything. Yeah. So it's like if it's if it's the surf club and that guy comes rocking up to the surf club, well, I'm I'm the pimp of the surf club right now. So it's like, yeah, okay, you know, they, they're gonna have to, he's gonna have to deal with all of that status and prestige. It's all about the prestige element of money that women like. Yeah. Um, and the status element. And of course, if I've already got her emotionally hooked. Yeah, She's now focused on me and I shouldn't, you know, and if I've, if I've, if I've got her committed and locked down to me and, you know, she's discovered that I'm her best option again, she's, she's not going to be running around with other guys because that guy earns like two K more than me. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about as far as hypergamy goes, and then we can wrap up here. We're almost at an hour is, um, there's some women, I usually see this from women. I don't see this from guys, but women that will say, well, what if he's her equal, right? Like, let's say she's a, she's a lawyer and, um, you know, she won't, doesn't she want to be with someone that's equal and stuff like that. And, um, I think that that could happen, but most of the time it won't because, uh, like Rolo talks about it in the rational Male, but hypergamy never seeks its level.
0: no. No, it doesn't. Hypergamy only dates up, but there are different ways that he might be above her. Mm -hmm. So in terms of his career, they might be. But in terms of the status, he might be higher status. He might have more social influence. He might be more confident. He might be physically more desirable than, than she is. So there's many other ways in which he can be above her. But yes, no, hypergamy does always go up. It always wants what she perceives to be better than her.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay, I think I mean that pretty much clears that up. There, there's really not much more to say about that. So uh, I mean, I think we pretty much hit all the bases here with hypergamy on this hypergamy episode of the Come On Man podcast. Is there anything else you think we should add? I mean, I think we we pretty much covered like what it is. Uh, women only date up, but they also have like an alpha seed, beta need, dualistic mating strategy that goes along with it. Men can use that knowledge to their advantage right yeah and we've if we've given guys hundreds of ideas on how they can do that um yeah, is there, so anything else you want to add
0: if you believe that you are the shit even if it's not even fucking rational if you have you have you met those guys who believe they are the shit and we all know they're not but their self-belief just carries them through mm-hmm. like there was a You know, I've, I remember like kids in school who would be getting all the lead roles in the plays because their parents would like bully the teachers and shit. And they were pumped into their mind for years and years and years that their parents would tell them that they are the shit. They weren't, but because they, they believed their own lie, they ended up like making it huge. Right. If you can convince yourself that you are the shit, maybe because I'm wearing this purple top for whatever reason it is. Right. Like if you, have the rotation. As we say, if you're in high demand, like you should never be afraid of hypergamy. Like you should never, ever fear it. And if you are in high demand and if you are spinning multiple plates instead of just chasing after one, you will never need to worry.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I that is a really great point. So uh, you you hear about people saying like, fake it till you make it. Um, yeah. That works a little bit. But like you said, you have to believe it. Right. And yeah. the best way to, or one of the best ways to do that is you got to reprogram your subconscious mind into believing that you are the absolute best. And one of the things that I used to do um, is I still do this, but not for this purpose anymore. But um, I listen to a recording of myself saying affirmations all night long, because yeah. when you're listening to uh, a recording of your own voice while you're sleeping, it's just like, like direct access to your subconscious mind. And I used to have affirmations that I would say, I'm the I'm the most attractive man in Colorado. Like yep. all women want to be with me. Women think I'm the shit. I'm always getting, you know, I'm always getting attention. And so that being programmed into my mind would have me walk around believing that. And I carried myself that way. And oh yeah. When you believe it and you carry yourself that way, like women see you that way.
0: They do, they do. And it that belief, whatever you deeply believe in your unconscious mind will drive your actions. So if you walk around saying, I'm a millionaire, it'll be like, fuck off, you're broke. But do you know what I mean? Like you can't lie, but here's a, here's a good way. The, a good way is, well, we talked about the the gratitude stack. That works in the yeah. the one with Andrew Cap. Maybe we can put a link here or something. Um, now, what really does it? is i am the fucking shit because right Mm -hmm. so if you think that a badass this is benny's benny lichton walner right this is instead of fake it till you make it i say like fake it till you make it is like where you do it anyway so like you fake confidence by walking up to the girl yeah um you know stood up up tall and you are scared, but you're faking confidence. Well, once you've done that enough times and you didn't get killed and the tiger didn't bite you. The the, experience actually gives you the confidence. Yeah, exactly. But you're doing it, right? So I'm a fucking, I am the fucking shit because I play guitar. Now Mm -hmm. by virtue of me, then if I believe that a fucking legend plays guitar by virtue of me playing the guitar every day, now I give myself permission to be confident. Yeah. Right, so it's like, and and you can also as well be like, I'm a pimp because, and then remember, bring back the positive reference experience. Remember in your mind what it felt like when you were, you know, doing the things that, you know, when you were with certain girls. Right? Yeah. Go yeah. back and tap into the positive reference experience, and then you feel it in your body, and then you start smiling, and you actually engage the pimp vibration.
1: Yeah, yeah, because almost all of us have experienced a time where we were just like we were on fire we were, it was just clicking we we met a girl that you know just dug us and 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 uh, yeah if you can draw back to that experience be like yeah i remember that time i was at that party and man just it was just a killer experience women were all over me and 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 you feel that feeling of how you were you can recreate that
0: Yeah. So you're reinforcing it. You're like, I'm a pimp because Mm -hmm. of something that's actually happening. And then that little voice that says, no, you're not. That little voice is quiet. It's like, you know, if I say I am the fucking shit because I play guitar and surf and have an eight pack, I know I keep referring to that, but that's important for me. The little voice can't say anything because all of that's true. So it's like now you've pumped it up on steroids. And if you can do a really good visualization of something, that hasn't yet happened, but you're mixing it
1: in with all the visualizations of things that have happened, which is the gratitude stack. That's yeah. Yeah. If you guys want to know more about the gratitude stack idea, go back and listen to the episode that Luke and I did with uh, author Andrew Cap. He wrote the book, the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. It's like one of the longest titles ever but he did that on purpose that's a, that's another story and uh but go back listen to that episode because the gratitude stack um and like the the time lapse method of basically affirmations and reprogramming your subconscious mind is phenomenal it's oh yeah it it'll it'll change your it'll literally re- reprogram your brain for the better
0: you remember at the end of that episode i said that big things are coming yep it's here they are sh- Exactly. <laughs> Everything that I said I would do in that episode has now come to fruition. I, I told you it was going to happen.
1: Oh yeah. I never doubted it for a minute. Luke, excellent conversation as always. Where can people find you online? Well, funnily enough, you can now find me on
0: Insta spam on um, authentic <laughs> underscore
1: purpose underscore. Yeah. And we'll link to that in the description. Luke. I'll give you your evening back, brother. I know it's late for you.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thanks.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you later. Luke, man, it's always good to talk to you, man. Uh, people at home don't know this, but you've gone quiet lately. Uh, we did have a conversation over, over WhatsApp today, but man, you, you're busy as hell. <laughs> and so I haven't heard from you that much, but I do like when we can get together and do a podcast like this and talk face-to-face over Zoom. Um, it's always, it's always a, a joy for me and, and, you know, having us swap notes and stuff like the old days. Cause we go way back, way back to a couple of years ago, <laughs> <laughs> but out of like all the guys that I've met in the manosphere, like Luke, you're, you're probably one of my best friends. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I hope you guys got, you know, a, a better understanding of hypergamy after this episode. I think we, we we're pretty we're trying to be pretty comprehensive about it. I mean, there's there's so many things, uh, you know, a, about hypergamy. It's like, I don't know, but the big thing is like, I guess the big thing is that you guys shouldn't be scared of hypergamy, right? It's actually a really good thing if you think about it, if you really consider it and and look into it and you can use it to your advantage, right? There's all these black pill doomers that just think that, you know, hypergamy, is some kind of straight jacket. And it's not, it's not. You can absolutely use it to your advantage and have a wonderful life. Um, that's pretty much all I have this week. Be sure to check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod. Again, there's five tiers available. The lowest one is like only five bucks a month. So join the Patreon, help support the show and um, I can keep creating content. All right, guys, I think that's it for this week. We'll see you next week on Monday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.